here we are for another Hockey Night in the Jungle, episode 16, I believe. Uh, we're a group of never-have-beens. Talk about NHL and junior hockey, unofficially brought to you by Sauce Hockey, where we get great clothing and some funny memes. You can follow their TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and also visit their website. Um, we're also brought to you by Feet of Westchester. Matt, you can give us a lowdown on that one. There is no update. He uh, has a, still has a broken hip. Um, hasn't posted any feet pictures because he's been in a wheelchair. So um, our new sponsor is now uh, Elbows of Oxford in, in honor of Nick Weber here, who's our special guest. We're sponsored by the, the uh, Elbow Fetish website of Oxford, Ohio. I see you're wearing a new hat as well. Is that your beer league team hat? Yeah, dude. You like it? The old Germans? There you go. Little beer hat. All right, so we have Rico, who played ACHA. He's been on before. He's one of our uh, He's been on before. He's been on every episode. <laughs> we yeah, have... I'm, I've been a guy here. <laughs> we have Matt, who went to Miami, Ohio. And we have Matt's friend, Nick Weber, who went to uh, Ohio as well, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah, yes. Avid Columbus Blue Jackets fan, so we are going to rip them apart for him today and have a blast of it. But we should start off by finishing the playoffs because I've been working a lot and traveling a lot, and it's my fault that we haven't had episodes. I'll take full blame for that. Um, so we got to recap a- round one, right? Because that's like the last time we did an episode was like game. Four. No, I think we, we finished round right, two. If, if we go round by round at this point, this is going to be a three-hour-long ordeal. Yeah. Let's do it hour. Let's do minute by minute of game of the, for, uh, all the games of the Stanley Cup final. Okay, we'll start with game, game five. <laughs> underwhelming. <laughs> Everything was underwhelming. What was it? It's nine, to three? nine to three for the. For yeah. The- that is that the most lopsided clincher ever. I was actually I was asked this, and the only thing I could possibly think of, and I don't have a score offhand, but maybe one of those like. Maurice Richard Canadians teams that were just like playing against children. You know what I mean? Maybe they had one that was like crazy high like that, but I can't. Maybe Jean Belva. I really don't. I can't name anything that would be higher than this. I mean, I, I, yeah, it goes back to the old days, I'm sure. And I didn't even research it, but I think that also usually teams put a bit more effort into winning. <laughs> the game when your back's against the wall like that and they don't let it get out of hand that bad. Yeah. You know, uh, sad, sad to say, um, I like Florida. I wanted them to win. Um, it pains me to, to give Vegas a win, but congratulations to them. They're, they're a good team. Apparently. Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't know if I watched more than a game of this whole series. I think I watched like two games total. Um, did you watch I, any of it, Nicholas? I did watch some. I was I was torn on my friend Sergey uh, after his exit from Columbus. There was a piece of me that wanted to see him win, uh, just from all the struggles in the playoffs from such a, such a shitty run in Columbus. But then the way he left, too, I kind of wanted to see him crash and burn. Uh, so I was pretty <laughs> happy either way. Well, cr- <laughs> and, crash and, and burn, he did. Some, yeah. some Bob tears. Yeah. Oh, before we get too far, also, I'd, I'd throw out the trivia question real quick. Uh, who's the only person to win the cup as a player, coach, and GM? And if you hmm. do know, do you know the teams uh, he was the player of, coach of, and GM of? 
So there you I go. I may have an idea, but I'm going to think about it. Don't have to give the answer now. We can we'll we'll give it to the listeners later so they can keep listening to the great podcast that we have here. Uh, uh, so getting back to the finals, I I read somewhere that Florida was just like super banged up, and like I get that, like yes, everybody's banged up, but I don't know Vegas that core. There's like. They kept referring throughout the playoffs to those like six guys that were there when they were, you know, they were part of the expansion draft, right? And those guys made it to the cup finals and lost. And how they kind of like the the mantra was the first time, hey, we're lucky to be here. And this time it was more, hey, we're here to win this. And I think Florida was more that, you know, we're going to win this. And then they, got down in the series and then it was kind of just over. And I think Vegas, as soon as they smelled blood, just went after them, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like Florida felt like they overcame one three to one series down already. And I mean, you could tell in the final game that they really missed Kachuk as well. He's a little fireball for him <clears throat> and he really made it come and go, I guess. But uh, you could tell they were hurting without him banging some bodies and and creating creating magic on the ice and i feel he could have got that final goal in, in four with like seconds left like half a second left on his stick he just couldn't get under the puck a bit there i don't know if you guys saw that scrum at the end i did yeah but he had a broken sternum did i read that he had a broken yeah. sternum yeah. in the final game yeah. heard yeah. it in game three <laughs> That sounds really shitty i mean i've never broken my sternum so i can't speak from experience but that sounds it sounds uh, terrible. Awful. Yeah, and you're you're the ones talking right now. What did you break in there in your arm there? Oh, I have a torn like like rotator cuff, and then because of the lovely sport we're talking about, they had to take off a centimeter of my scapula due to like some. I guess they found a little bit of arthritis and whatnot. So uh -huh. exciting things in my world. Hence my situation. Yeah, I'm say you're on video for all listeners so we can see each other right now. So yeah, and his arm looks like shit. And I'll get a photo, I'll get a photo from Rico to post on our Hockey Night in the Jungle Instagram page that will go onto our Facebook page as well for all the listeners. That's right. <laughs> but you're a real you're a real trooper, man. You remind me a little bit of uh Matthew Kachuk. I appreciate that. I'm, uh, I'm going in my Patrice Bergeron days. Remember when he, in 2011, they won the Stanley Cup? He, he like, reports came out. He had played with, like, a broken rib or multiple broken ribs or something like that. You're just like, That's dude, how, classic how do you even, how do you even, like, dress? How do you put pads on that? Let alone, like, go out there and play at such a level that you win. And then on top of that, like, the entire time you could have punctured along. And he didn't somehow. Well, was it, was it Sean Thornton that blocked a shot and broke his leg? And that was, Greg, that was Ryan, Greg Campbell. Greg Campbell. And I think that also happened to Ryan Callahan. Yeah, like, I just think hockey players are built different. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Who was it? Somebody came out after the series and said they had a torn oblique. That is the one that blew my mind. Because, I mean, I, I didn't tear it, but I had a, like a really bad like oblique strain slash like i separated the cartilage in my ribs from the ri the ribs i guess during a hockey game yes i, I separated it. 
The same reason Marilyn Manson manually separated his. <laughs> Allegedly. And it's been amazing. <laughs> I heard but, that in third, <laughs> I heard that in third grade, but yeah. But uh, but no, I, I couldn't even like if I sneezed, it felt like I was getting like shivved with like a, a sharp toothbrush in between my ribs. So have have a torn oblique and be playing with that is it like I don't even know how the guy could move. I guess yeah. a lot of a lot of cortisone, a lot of drugs. Cortisol? Yeah, didn't yeah. shot up tears like ACL and MCL one year with the Sharks in the playoffs. Also, when they yeah. went to the final, yeah, they just like, the same. Sorry, we should move on. I don't know. It's just like the ACL and MCL. I think I don't know how much that actually hurts. Does it like as much as it just inhibits your movement? I would assume that, that hurts. Pretty, pretty I, 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 I would guess. I mean, I've seen football players lay down for about twenty. But years. hockey is different. You know, you know, you know this. No, hockey is dude. different. Yeah, you're yeah, just bro. your foot's just in a boot, so it might not happen as often. You know what I mean? Your your footwear is completely different. Yeah, but I mean, you're feeling. You can hear it first and foremost. Oh yeah, yeah. Pop right, but like, holy fuck, to be able to just keep walking, let alone playing at NHL Stanley Cup playoff. Yeah, because it's not. Yeah, thing. It's not just like being able to skate and move on it. You're also getting like demolished on a regular basis by everybody else on the ice. Yeah, they're out to hurt you. And they, yeah, they know that if they like know you're hurt. And you've got like a torn something or other. Guess what's being targeted the rest of the series? I mean, look at Mark Stone and Edmonton. And I feel like Stone got better as the playoffs continued as well. I'll say yeah. that. I'll say that. But all right, uh, moving on. We I think we've talked about the injuries enough. I think everybody's heard a lot about. What it. do you think? Yeah, I'll move on. What do you think about the uh, the owner there being sort of like prophetic with his cup and six quote? I know it's getting a lot of play yeah. now, but he he did it. I mean. Guy can predict the future. That's probably why he has some money. Or, <laughs> or, or, hear me out. The system is corrupt, man. Yeah, I, mean, I definitely have a thought about Batman playing a role in this one. Um, but we'll leave that to another day. And there's also rumors of an expansion team now in the NHL as well. So, what the f- again? Quebec? Yeah. Was. Yeah. Well, that make it 33. That doesn't so that means that there's a in the pipeline another expansion team. So there's two essentially. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Do we, do we really need more Canadian teams though? I honestly I, I would have seven, one more Canadian team. I mean six just no, they have seven right now. They have seven. And my point uh, isn't my point isn't sure that seven. it's not that Canada doesn't deserve a team or something like that, but Hockey's like deeply rooted there, and can you who who was gonna switch fan bases from what they currently are to their local team? Like, wouldn't that be? I wouldn't do that if they had another team in like, I don't know. I live outside of Philly in Westchester. If they had like the Westchester uh, Monarchs, I'm not I'm not gonna fucking root for them. Who gives Look a shit? Seattle did. Look what Seattle did. They all they're all Seattle Kraken fans now. Um, and I will be honest, I was in Seattle a couple weeks ago. And I was talking to some people about my pod, and they stopped listening because I rip on Seattle too much. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> it's a thing, man. It's a thing. Who cares? You, you, you got to uh, heal it up. But they, uh, they're all Seattle Kraken fans, man. Like, I saw people. I mean, they weren't even in the postseason. This was literally two weeks ago. And people were still wearing Kraken gear around town and just, like, excited that they talked did to them. so well. 
I did talk to one of one of them was a elder elderly gentleman. Is, why, didn't, uh, why didn't you do some on location interviews that we could have played on the show? Uh I don't think I was. God damn, you're not even. It. You're never thinking about the show. You're always thinking about work and like four locos and uh, Arbor Mist. What do you? Where do you work? Yeah. Uh, I'd rather not tell people that. Arbor yeah. Mist. <laughs> Those are the wine coolers I used to steal from my parents when I was like nine. Twelve. Is a wine. Yeah. Arbor Mist is wine based. I don't think it's a cooler. It comes in a big wine bottle. Oh, I don't know. We, yeah. Should we do a tasting? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we'll do it in uh, Seattle, October, for the UW Oregon game. But what? So what? What was the the flavor of the the commentary from the Seattle fans? Were they like, "Oh, I've been a Maddie Beniers fan for like the last seven years, bro"? Oh, they're just like, have "We're just happy that we have a team, and they're they're really good." And I'm like, "What's gonna happen when you get an NBA team and win the NHL team?" I love Ken Griffey Jr. What is a what is a Seattle accent? Oh, you nailed it, man! Exactly yeah. that. What? Don't change it. I mean, there's a little more drool coming out of the mouth. A little more love Ken Griffey Jr. I don't think you have enough drugs in your system to be. Holy, you know, holy God. I'm just kidding. Um, the Poly Charge podcast. They, they really don't have an accent. Yeah. They, I mean, they talk like they're from Hollywood. Um, so that's about that. It's I don't even know what that sounds like, but. Watch a movie. Are they on strike for SAG right now? Or Writers Guild or whatever. I don't know, dude. I I was literally there working and then hanging out with friends, catching up, telling stories, drinking beer, having a good time. Because it was 60 degrees and sunny in Seattle. My God. Everyone was sunbathing out there. I was like fucking freezing, putting on jackets. Oh boy. It was good. It was a good time. It was a good time. When it's awesome. Good. good bars. You should go see Belltown Pizza if you're in Seattle or uh screwdriver bar. Go see Jamie over there at Otter Bar in East Lake, everyone. That's a good one too. Um yeah, just go ahead and, and uh visit some fun bars in Seattle, everyone. Sorry about that. How about this storyline here about this series? You got Phil Kessel, three time cup champion. Didn't play one shift. Hey, Phil Kessel, three time cup champion. Oh, are, I mean, you, are you trying to imply that he's like some like Hall of Fame nod or something? Like he is. No. he's in the USA hockey hall of fame. He's bound for yeah, that's the great. Hockey hall of fame. That's perfect. I'm happy for him. He should so get Keith Kachuk. Keith Kachuk should be in the NHL Hall of Fame. I don't think Phil Kessel gets that. Phil Kessel should have his own section of the Hockey Hall of Fame's restaurant menu. Honestly, I'm on okay. All hot dogs all day, all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's just a, it's the it's the Kessel. <laughs> it's the fill the thrill special. Buy two, two hot dogs. get one free. Buy two, yeah. get one free. He oh, no. Yeah, three cups. cups. Yeah, three cups. Two cups. He didn't eight. work in the third one. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's pretty good. You could be a marketing manager for the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I just imagine that when Phil retires, he's just got a hot dog stand outside the Hall of Fame. <laughs> no, he's just cool. hanging out. out. In Toronto, right outside the arena. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, there you go. Right his own product. Yeah, it's sure. He'd probably go under. Yeah. All right. Hey, let's uh let's talk about Columbus. They've made some recent moves as of late. Um, somebody want to bring some attention to that? Yeah. So the biggest one actually concerns me and my friend here, which is part of the reason why I wanted to uh discuss this with him. And the second move will really tie together. Columbus is actually on fire, and I think they got a really solid decor starting next year with this trade for uh, former Philadelphia Flyer high draft pick Ivan Provorov, and uh, the signing and sign and trade for Damon Severson over there from uh, the, the Devils. That's that's pretty goddamn good top two, yeah. 
Uh, top two, top four. I'd say top four. They still have Wierenski coming back this year. So oh. Wierenski got hurt early in the season. Wierenski, obviously top pair. Coops on some next to him. I don't think we know yet, but you've got Provorov and, and Severson probably at least top four. You've got a couple of young guys coming up. You have Boquist around, former first-round pick. Hasn't quite figured it out yet, but had a lot of offensive upside. What draft do you guys have this this year too? Third pick in the draft. Third. So, uh, and that's probably a center. So they're probably not getting immediate D help uh, from the draft, but I think that's perfectly fine with these moves they've made. They're so, actually still they're suddenly deep on D, uh, too deep. They probably need to get rid of some folks. They've got like I think eight guys with one way contracts. I think you guys uh, going into the season. Seth Jones too a couple of years ago with Chicago. I think you guys won that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. That resulted in. Cole Sillinger, um, a few other firsts that have been traded away. Like, well, the Provorov pick came from LA this year, but didn't you get uh, Severson also? Severson came through. He yeah, he was a third, uh, third round pick that the Jackets traded to New Jersey to get his rights before he hit the market. Eight by Columbus, six, right? I think so. Let me yeah check. yeah six and a quarter. Uh, and I yeah. think the Jackets can't – they just can't pick up UFAs outside of Goudreau, which was which was something I think it's safe to say was a fluke. Uh, oh, man, dude. I remember <laughs> when he signed with Columbus, all I kept thinking is like, wow, okay, Philly doesn't have the money, and he's trying to get halfway home. Like, he just – He could have gone closer wanted, than that. He just wanted anywhere but Calgary. Yeah. But I mean, they had a shot, right? They just didn't no, quite. They didn't have any money. I say, yeah, the like Flyers could have signed him to like mm-hmm. a deal, like they signed uh, what's his name to. Sure, but that wasn't going to happen. I'm excited about Columbus's new coach. I think you guys, you guys are going to be. <laughs> I, I really am. I like Babcock. I think he's a great I, guy. I've met him off the ice. I know him. He's he's a he's a great guy. That was the second point I think I was going to I was going to bring up is the signing of Mike Babcock and the immediate benching of Patrick Line. <laughs> I I uh, I don't know how those two are going to balance out to be honest with you. Line or Goudreau? I don't think he's going to like Goudreau. Really? I don't think he's going to like either of them. I think he's going to like Line better than Goudreau. I think I'm I think I'm with you Josh. I think I think Line is kind of like He's a quiet guy. He's a bit sneaky. Goudreau, I think, is gonna struggle. He clearly doesn't play defense. Like Goudreau doesn't even hide it. He's like Phil Kessel-esque on defense. Like he doesn't back check at all, especially in the postseason, like last year when Calgary was in the postseason. And I remember watching Flames games and I was just like, what the hell is this guy doing on the ice in a defensive situation? Like he literally just stood there like a cone. Like it was bad. I was like spray paint him orange, like fuck. It was actually terrible, um, and I think Babcock's gonna lose his shit over the stuff like that, just like Tortorella would have. And just a reminder: last time Columbus had a good coach, they knocked out Toronto in the first round. Well, that's not no, saying was, much. Wasn't it Tampa? Or not Toronto. It was Tampa. It was yeah. Tampa. Yeah, Tampa. Yeah, Tampa. Tampa just set like a regular season wins record, mm-hmm. and the Blue Jackets sweep them. Yeah. It was the start like that was the first year like you could see that Tampa was gonna be amazing. Was that uh was oh, that yeah. riding on the back of Steve Mason that 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 series? 
No, that, that was, was Sergey, buddy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was on the he back. Might, he might have had a couple of Vesnas over there in Ohio. I've never heard he of them. Like, I've never heard of them. No, Tortorella, Tortorella did that one. I don't think it was any player. It wasn't uh, Nick Felino. Willed it. Nope, it was Tortorella. I say, was Rick Nash still there at that point, or he had gone to New York? Yeah. By that? New York. He, I think, I he, think he, had been he was almost out of the league. I think he was in Boston that last year. Uh, I, uh, I, maybe, maybe he was still in New York. I can't remember. I want to say, though, like. For Bertuzzi? You, they got Tyler Bertuzzi? Do they make a move for Bertuzzi? That would. I think that would be awesome if they did. He's a he's a hell of a player. I mean, they've got the they've got the top line scoring talent. If if Babcock doesn't um dump Gaudreau into the old uh whatever the big river is over there, the what's the river? The Olentangy. Yeah, the Olentangy. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's up to Babcock. I think it's up to the players to fit Babcock. Oh yeah. I I don't, I don't know, dude. I think that's like how it used to be. Uh, I think nowadays, like, it, like the players' coach is thriving, and like you, I think that's what Babcock kind of learned coming out of Toronto is that he needs to be more of a players' coach because he was all reports where he was being kind of a dick. You know what I mean? He so was like, coaching college hockey up in Canada there too for a while, and yeah. that's what I'm saying is like maybe that like re- like assimilates him to like you know a younger mentality being around those kids. So, I don't know. I think it could pan out. I mean, the guy's like a Hall of Fame guy, you know? So, yeah, his his numbers speak for themselves. He's a Hall of Fame coach. It's just a matter of, you know, can he apply his brain to a younger generation that doesn't necessarily respond to, you know, that the old school mentality that we grew up with? And I think maybe his son may have helped as well. I mean, his son is a assistant coach, I think, with the with the Blues now. Blues now, yeah. Yeah. So I think his son may have may have helped him a little bit. I, mean, I know for sure he helped his son, right? Uh, we'll we'll see. Bit. I mean, I'm pulling for him honestly. Like, it kind of sucks now that their Flyers and the Blue Jackets are now like playing in the same like conference or I mean, whatever you know, what I'm saying division. So. I I had to like unofficially or I guess officially because I own a Blue Jackets jersey. Um, it's a Rick Nash jersey. It's a little too small for me. Uh, but I have always kind of pulled for them to to be good, since um they were sort of my team closest to me in college. But I don't know, man. I I think they've got a shot. What I really want to know is, uh, who the fuck is uh Helga? Uh, what's his name? The guy that the Flyers got for Ivan Provorov. I think he came over uh, from LA, uh, didn't he? Uh, yeah, I didn't yeah. come from the Jack. All the Jackets gave up was a third, uh, or I'm sorry, the, like yeah, the, they gave up the 22nd pick in the draft this year, and the weirdest conditional pick I've ever heard for the second round pick in 2024 or 2025. The condition being that after the first round in 2024, Columbus just gets to decide. If they want to, if they want to send over the second round pick for that year or the next year, oh dude, like literally, there's no condition based on a player. <laughs> like it's just like it's just like, like oh, we made up our mind. To pick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we want so, it. <laughs> and, and like that's why I love this, like this concept, these conditions, and reading into the contracts and shit. Like you find the, these nuggets, right? Where 
effectively, if they just don't get their guy, they're like, uh, you know, we'll keep it. Like, you know, like it's just it's just ridiculous. And I remember in the group chat when that trade happened, I my I think my only response was underwhelming. Like that is not great for the Flyers, dude. Like you got like if, can we dive into this trade now? Can we can we get Yeah, to that? that's what I'm that's what I'm getting at. So the Flyers got from LA, they got Cal Peterson, Sean Walker, and Helga Granz, and a second round pick from LA. And then from Columbus, they got the Kings first round pick and a conditional second. Condition is the condition that we just described. Yes, yes. And then LA retains 30% of Provorov's deal and also got Kevin Connaughton and Hayden Hodgson, who I don't, whatever. That's nothing. That's like a throw in. Kevin got in former Blue Jacket. Yeah. Yeah, he is. And the uh, Blue Jackets received the Kings first rounder. Oh, this is separate during a midseason trade involving Corpusalo and Gavrikov. So, yeah. I mean, continuation is from the dub, FYI. So it's kind of a big deal. Um, he, he played for NCAA. He was in the AJ. Then he went to Western Michigan. Then he was a Vancouver Giant. And then he went to the AHL. Just who, you said, who was that? Continuation. Conuation. Connaughton. I don't know. Connaughton, I think it is. Come on, bro. Nobody said I knew how to read. I say conuation sounds like a disease he may have gotten while he was in the dub. Yeah. No comment. The Tri City. Yeah. No comment. (laughs) But I mean, no, I I don't know anything about these guys. I mean, Granz is the only prospect that they got. Walker and, and Peterson, I think, are both 28. And they kind of are what they are. Sean Walker reminds me of uh, a combination of Sean O'Donnell and Matt Walker. I was just gonna say Sean O'Donnell, dude. That's but amazing. Two, Wait. two Wait. shitty over over the hill defensemen that the Flyers got trading Simone Gagne. Actually, they signed Sean O'Donnell, so I guess that's different. So you got a first round pick, though. I mean, it's late, yeah. but I it's mean, late, got, dude. It does draft, nothing though. for them. Not now, but in three years, it will. If they get, if they, I mean, knowing how the Flyers drafted, it, it means nothing. Uh, it last means nothing. first overall, and they would have failed. Last 22nd overall pick the Flyers had, I believe, was one Claude Giroux. I don't think you, I think he was 23rd. I think you're damn close. Uh, whatever. But, and dude, to be honest, that is an absolute anomaly. Oh, no, he was 22, bro. Look at that. Was he 22? Yeah. 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 So, I always thought he was 23rd. So, but they have had some, they have really bad success picking in the top end. But if they go like mid to late, they've actually done pretty better. Like Travis Konechny was like a 19th or 20th. Yeah, but that draft, if you bring up that draft, that draft is stacked the entire first round. It is almost impossible to miss, yet the Boston Bruins managed to do it three times in a row. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Also, are you still upset about not getting Shane Wright last year? Because, I mean. Me? Yeah, reading all the no, reports. No, I'm all about Cutter Gauthier. It seems like Shane Wright isn't looking like NHL. Cal. I'm all about the cut, man. I just, <laughs> he keeps, he keeps developing and I'm all about Cutter Gauthier now. Didn't he get yeah, a be great. He'll be great without a center for him because Sean Couturier is dead every season and they oh, have nobody sh- else. Shut and your Danny Briere is making some moves over there in Philadelphia. I heard uh, I heard Danny Briere's son became available, so maybe they'll sign him. I mean, they yeah, already drafted possible. him. Why wouldn't they sign him? I, 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 <laughs> I will buy him 
50 sets of stairs to throw wheelchairs down if he gets <laughs> over here. All right, let's get let's get back to this Provorov trade. So like initially like top four defenseman like probably power play guy. I would assume that he's going to play with on or on the blue line either leading the second unit or if something's not working, then they pair him with Wierenski or maybe I don't know if Line A does it Line A play off the uh, like the shooter shooter side on the power play at all? He does. He okay, he, yeah. he moved around so, a lot last year because they, they wanted Goudreau and Line A out in the in the first power play unit, uh, but they they were like in a four year drought of near the bottom of the league power play efficiency. It's just like they're just throwing anything they can out there. I think Provorov will help that. I mean, he always was a solid player on the on the power play. The only thing with that, he had his best seasons, or I guess his best season when he was paired with Matt Niskanen, who was like a veteran presence back there. And also sort of, I would say Niskanen was almost like a little more offensively minded at times. I don't know. It's hard to, I guess it's kind of hard to tell because the Flyers were not great back then. But I mean, I don't know if he- What's changed? Shush your face, man. I don't know I, who who was like that. I feel like Provorov sort of needs that, and I don't know who that is on the Blue Jackets. Veteran presence. I mean, the only veterans on the D line, Eric Brunson. Good Brunson, yeah, yeah. Uh, Warinsky, if you want to call him a veteran, which uh, on that I, team, yeah, he is. I, w- I, w- I would definitely consider him a veteran. Yeah, I mean, and Good Branson, I mean, Good Branson literally the Sens signed him to be a veteran presence and protect the the, the kids. When when we were like at the very beginning of the rebuild, but is um, he is he going to log that ice time? Because Provorov was doing like twenty five minutes re- like regularly when Flyers like needed him to. It was last year. Last year he was up there, yeah, uh, but I, it's mostly because of injuries. Yeah, he was kind of last man standing. Yeah, he is he is old looking at him right now. I remember Good Branson got drafted by the Coyotes, didn't he? I think Pan- or, the, or Panthers? the Panthers. Oh, yeah, okay, Panthers, so I get yeah. I get. Good Branson and er, er, Brandon Gormley. Remember him? Yeah, I do. Both like similar, like huge defensemen that when they came out, they were thought of they were going to be huge, like great players. Gormley like fizzled out, and Good Branson at least has had a solid career. And but like, is pretty solid D man too, I think, right? Oakfus is what, like 22? Yeah. He's, oh, I, th- he's... I, think he's a, I think he's a teen, isn't he? Like, I think he, he might be the youngest guy in the, the Jackets D line, which is pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, he put up 24 points last year in 46 games. I I liked him. He was highly touted in the draft, if I remember correctly. He was, yeah, he was a top 10 draft pick by the uh, Blackhawks in 2018. Yeah, I was. So yeah, he's he's got upside for sure. A couple more years. I mean, like I'm looking at it right now. So he is 22, and he, you know. For a defenseman, they're typically breaking into the league a little bit later than your forwards were, or your forwards, you know, would be anyway. So the fact that he's like, you know, playing substantial, playing some minutes, playing consistent minutes, uh, only builds well because I mean, it's all about experience, right? The offense will come. He needs to get good at defense first. You just have a lot of young guys you need to sign after this year too that are RFAs. What's going Mainly, on with uh, Jake Bean? Bean was out most of the year last year injured but when he when he was playing he was tiny uh and just made mistakes that kept him off the ice a decent decent amount uh so maybe he comes back this year and does something but it's actually kind of a crowded 
uh, roster <clears throat> on the D front. So there's a chance he gets shipped out or just doesn't doesn't stick around. I mean, he's still for, really young too. For two point three million dollar contract, I would I would definitely see teams moving moving, you know, assets for that. Uh, I I do want to ask you in particular, what do you think Kent Johnson's next contract is worth? Oh, that's a good question. I don't I don't know. I I think this next year coming up <clears throat> probably says a lot more about what his next contract looks like than what happened last year. He was thrown in to situations where he probably shouldn't have been playing center. Like he came in, he probably should have spent more time in the wing just to develop a bit, but they were so thin down the middle and injuries kept popping up that he just got thrown into spots where he was just having a rough go of it. Uh, early in the season, <clears throat> his face-off percentage was like, I don't know, low 20s. Uh, he was having a rough go of it. So I'm not sure this season is very indicative of where he's going. But towards the end of the year, he started turning it on a bit. So I'm not sure I know the answer to that question. I can see uh, five points out of it, out of him this year, looking at his numbers. I, I do. I like him a lot. Uh, fifth overall draft pick, 2021. Um, I, I believe he's a Michigan guy. Came out of NCAA, and he put up 40 points in 79 games this year. I'm not really worried about the plus minus because he was turning 20, I think. Yeah, or 21. Yeah. Played so, for Michigan, also. You know, he. I I think he was drafted as a center, though, right? He was. I think they, they wanted to give him some time on the wing just to acclimate a bit. And I think there's still some debate. Is he a center? Uh, but I'm not sure there's – I'm not sure that, that they can say no at this point. Uh, if you look at the look at the roster, check out the centers in the roster today. It is thin and rough. Uh, they, they might need to make some trades before this season kicks off just to bridge the gap between whoever they drafted three, who's going to be a center, uh, and you know when they actually come up because they they're just in, in tough shape. They have Boone Jenner playing first line center. First line center. Uh, I'm looking at that, yeah. He's a winger. I mean, he's like yeah. he's playing out of position, and they've got him one C. Uh, so I I bet Johnson keeps on playing center. Is he is he man? Did he go into the next season? And they just throw him in the fire and make him grind it out. Well, can they can they address that center deficiency through free agency though? Yes, they've they got a couple can. options. There's yeah. a lot. I mean, I'm looking at the list of UFAs, and I don't know if maybe some of these guys are pretty much guaranteed that are going to get re-signed by their current teams. But I mean, if you want to add like a veteran guy, Jonathan Taves could. could There's no UFA going to Columbus. Do uh, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I mean, like, and here's Babcock. I want. I wanted Columbus. to say that. I wanted to say this is we what we did. So one, I'm a Suns fan, and two, Tim Stutzel's first year, he played wing. And it was literally so he could get like the adjustment of the speed of the game, right? And then he transitions to center in a time of need and does pretty well at the end of the season this year. You know, he's I think he's this kid's a budding superstar, but he put up 39 goals and 90 points. So, like, what I'm saying is, is like, it, do, it does take time to translate to the middle of the ice. And maybe that's just like what's happening right now with Ken Johnson. And then, couple with his production could be down the line. With the moves that they've made, including Mike Babcock, I can absolutely see a free agent land in Columbus for sure. Like Corey I mean, Perry or what? No, no. I mean, like 
Ryan O'Reilly did time in St. Louis. You want a cup there? I can see him going back down south, you know? Well, you got a couple solid options at center. I mean, if you want to go like an older guy, you got Kalorn. You got, I don't know if Krejci is going to retire. Krejci's um, only going to play with the Bruins or he's going back to retirement. Barbashev, uh, Eric Hala, Kerfoot. None of, none of these guys really tip the scale, though. They need somebody. They need somebody that's like not necessarily a game changer, but they need somebody to eat up big minutes. Well, we're talking. I'm just looking at the centers here. Well, you got Sean Monahan. I think is somebody that's been thrown around a bit. There's also some trade options available. Like maybe Lindholm is an opportunity for the Jackets. Obviously, play with Goudreau. Uh, I I think that's probably a route. Are you familiar with uh, Kevin Hayes, Matt? Do you think he could? Uh, Never heard of him. <laughs> Who? <laughs> I mean, if, if you the, want to, if the Flyers you, retained like eighty percent salary, ninety percent salary, yeah, like sure. I'm, I'm sure you <laughs> they can't go. You can't. You can't go over ten percent salary. Yeah, we'll actually pay you extra. We'll retain yeah. his salary and then pay I mean, you to take him. Maybe Domi takes that. I think Domi would be an all right fit there. Domi, I can see. I can see for, there. I can see him going back. Just like they, with the Finley Rosters, they would him, yeah, pay him to great. protect too. You know, because you know we can. How about re- reuniting with Derek Broussard? I don't know, dude. I don't. I don't see him leaving <laughs> Ottawa. To be honest with you, <laughs> and that's, I, I, that's, mean, I know. I know we're joking, but like he he came to Ottawa, and then if I think like played on a couple different teams at the end of his career, and then signed a PTO and made the team this year. He's like, and he's like a huge locker room guy. I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah, but you know what? Derek Broussard cut his teeth over there in, in the old uh, nationwide arena. So uh-huh. I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, let's like, I like that Lindholm idea. I, my only question is what is Calgary's plan? What does that plan look like? Because if he's a part of it and they're not going like full rebuild, then I don't know how much he would cost, but if they're going to, if they're, if they're kind of tearing the whole thing down, then I think that that, that, that's, that's a very viable trade option for sure. You think they would tear it down the year after they got, I know Huberto had a pretty rough year last year, but. Bro, the Sens tore down the, we were one goal away from the Stanley cup finals and then tore it down the next year. So anything's possible. That's because your GM was so like, you know, he was like, he knew no. the next come, the second coming of Christ was coming in a little German man named Timothy Stutzla. It's true. Pierre Dorian go after Kadri. Does Columbus go after Kadri? I don't think they maybe. have the dollars, or maybe if they're going after a center, yeah. They they tried uh, last season when they actually picked up Goudreau. I think they they had an offer out of Kadri. I don't think he was looking at it. I don't imagine that he was uh, staring too too deeply into that that offer. And they picked up Goudreau and they pulled it off the table. I I, I think they like him. Look at uh, I mean look at Calgary real quick. Their top five center or top five forwards have no trade clauses. Wow. Yeah, it's gonna be, and that's kind of what I mean is uh, they the can't Lind- trade anybody. The Lindholm thing is gonna kind of de- well, it's gonna depend like. If one domino falls, you're going to see the other dominoes kind of scurry out the door too, most likely, because the writing's going to be on the wall and nobody's going to want to be in that room. You know what I mean? 
like it's just going to be a toxic environment because they know that management doesn't want you know whoever. So they have I don't eight know. players that they can't trade. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. I yeah, I think not. Elias Lindholm would be a great fit. I think Nazem Kadri would be a good fit if they if Columbus had a bona fide like number one. I think Nazem Kadri is a great number two. I don't think he's a great number one. He's an expensive number two. Yeah, but I mean, he's coming. He came off a cup winning year where he put up like ninety points, so he got paid, and I get that. But I think what you his you're going to maximize his production if he's not the guy. Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson. Reverse Eric Carlson. You reverse Eric Carlson exactly. I just don't see the Jackets picking up a, a number one guy. I just don't think that that number one center is out there, uh, like available. And and they don't have him internally, at least not now. Maybe maybe it's this third round pick in three well, years, four years. Maybe Babcock. I'm sorry, makes, third third pick of the draft. Maybe I mean Babcock can do some magic. Maybe he makes somebody your number one center, and just somebody just turns your head this year. You and know? he yells at them until they play well. <laughs> I mean, that always works. Talking to him hasn't been working. How about no, no? Well, they, they just got rid of Torch it. for this exact reason, though. They got rid of Torch two years ago to get a coach who was more of a player's coach to get away from the Babcock style, and it just went terribly. But, and they just complete 180. We're back. Well, I mean, you're in complete rebuild, too. I mean, you guys were winning with Torch as well, and you gotta, you gotta change up the coach, too. I mean, that's part of the reason, uh. What's his name? Left Winnipeg and went to Florida this year. I mean, Paul Maurice. Paul Maurice, exactly. He was just like the players aren't listening to me. It is what it is. Like there's no bad blood on when he left, why he left, or anything. It was just kind of both sides agreed that yeah, it's time for a change. And Columbus just seems to have that time for a change conversation. I think more often than other teams. <laughs> I like I like the uh, I like your like if. Like we were talking about about Kent Johnson, if he can slide over into the center role, maybe he becomes your one or two guy down the line. But like I do like Jack Roslovich's game. Like I when he was in Winnipeg, I wanted the sense to go after him, kind of bolster our middle. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm I'm slightly biased because I picked him up in fantasy like multiple years. So <laughs> yeah. he's streaky. He's had some good streak tree in fantasy though. So yeah, like he, he's had some good streaks in Columbus. He had a great streak to end the season two two seasons ago. He signed a hell of a deal, and then he came in last year and just laid an egg. Uh, he like I think he he's probably one of the reasons Brad Larson is out. He just could not get motivated to bring it to bring effort and to to put some points on the board. I think Babcock is his make or break. He's also on the block according to to what's out there. Like he. He is someone the Jackets are shopping. So if your sends are interested, they nah, should I think, come I think our middle, I think our middle is good for right now. But I do think that there is definitely a market for him. Um, like you said, he's streaky. He has the capability of putting up points. It's just can he do it consistently and you know the right fit, I guess. But so let's say you, let's say if you move him right, how ready is Cole Sillinger? Man, he had a hell of a, a freshman year two seasons ago. Last year, he they they were gonna, they sent him down to the A. Like he was having a very rough year, so it's hard to say. He he had a breakout freshman year. He came in sophomore slump. I ah, that, 
what he does this offseason and how he comes into next year, I think says a lot about where the rest of his career is going in Columbus. Uh, he has a lot of the potential. He showed it. Uh, but he had a rough year last year. It wasn't lack of effort either. He just, like, he, he was just dragging. You just you need to watch what you say. He's a mad hot tiger in the dub. So just. <laughs> so I like saying... him. <laughs> I like him. I like He's... him. He, uh, he just had a rough freaking year. He was also born in Columbus, Ohio. FYI, he was when his dad was playing for the team. Yeah. So really, that's interesting. What are the odds that uh, Yarmo utilizes a uh, potentially an offer sheet for someone like a Shane Pinto? Oh yeah, right. Well, Shane Pinto so? is get, Shane Pinto's getting paid, buddy. I don't. He. I don't care. They love him. Love him. He's slotted to be our third line center, but play up and down the lineup as needed. Like. Especially like, well, okay. So we we're talking about current news. So the same day that the Sens, of like confirmed an owner, Patrick Waugh simultaneously, not simultaneously, but just so happened to resign as head coach from the Quebec Ramparts. And there's bunch of, been a bunch of rumblings in Sens land that DJ Smith is maybe on the way out with a new ownership wanting a fresh look. And Patrick Waugh could be that guy. They asked him in, an, in his exit interview that day, who that how they he thought or how he felt about the Sens new owner and his quote was he's a very nice man so uh-huh. we'll see where, we'll see where it goes with that but what I'm saying he is, is also they, said there's no interest from the NHL at this moment Don't yeah that he's that. had a, officially officially right said that there's no interest from the NHL and he kind of got pushed away from Colorado if you don't remember that one as well yeah but I think he's slightly changed i don't I think, think he's that learned he's, a little bit these 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 changed a lot but i think he's changed a little bit you know um having said that what i'm saying is like the ability to play up and down the lineup is something that coaches need to do these days injuries are very real and shane pinto is like our utility guy he can do anything that we need power play penalty kill you name it i don't see him moving all right man i'm just saying but there are a lot of actually like pretty like uh what should we call it interesting candidates for like an offer sheet. And I, I we had when's the last one we saw? I mean, I haven't seen one in a while. So just Barry Cock in the Emmy. It was yeah, that is part of that fiasco that's consistently happening between the Carolina Hurricanes and Montreal Canadiens of all teams. I don't know why they have this beef with offer sheets, but like they're the only two teams to do it that I remember, except for the Flyers and Shea Weber. That happened too. Flyers also did it to Ryan Kessler back in the day, but he stayed yeah. with Vancouver. Oh, um, yeah. Where no wonder the Flyers play? get shit deals. Nobody wants to deal with them. Why would you, well, why wouldn't you want to play in Vancouver? You almost won a cup. Well, so did the Flyers when they made that offer sheet. The Flyers, yeah, the Flyers were like kicking ass back then. Remember, you could you could predict the future with the Flyers and what was going to happen, though. No, that's not very no, nice. No, the only thing I will give the Flyers is you could not predict Chris Pronger all of a sudden not being available for the rest of the time, like for the rest of his he, life, not even like like, the rest of the season. Like, I think he's a Coyote he, still, isn't he? Yeah, legend. He um, he had years left. Everybody saw. Of course, that. he did. Like, yeah, like he had years left, and if he had like they got those years, I think that I don't know if they win those Blackhawk teams and those Kings teams were silly, but like I think that they get close again. Would a hell of a lot better than the alternative. 
Um, but no, yeah, if the Flyers and Jackets wanted to deal again, I'd move Morgan Frost for one of those gluttonous defensemen you have. Morgan Frost is a RFA, uh, 24 years old. He actually had a decent end of the season last year, 46 points. Um, but I don't see him as part of the future. So if you wanted to give us, say, Adam Bockvist. And a first-round pick. And yeah, maybe... don't forget the first-rounder. Yeah, and regain some salary too. Sounds fair. It's yeah, fair. yeah. Sign, About sign it. You know what? We'll take Sean Corralio off your hands too. Former Miami Red Hawk. I'll, I'll, I'll take that from you. Um, I appreciate no, that. That's that's a hell of a deal. But hey. like, I'm trying to actually sort this by restricted free agents. Give me a second, because like, I mean, I don't even know why I'm doing that because it just doesn't really happen. The offer sheets is like taboo. You know? That sucks, though. Dude, I bet Yarmo. I wouldn't be shocked if Yarmo does try one this year, though, Matt, to your point earlier. Like, this guy is on a hot seat. He just cycled through a coach, had one of the shittiest years in Jackets history, the shittiest year in Jackets history. You were trying he's in the hot get, seat. Like, he's got bad... to get Bedard, though. Ah, yeah, that doesn't fly. Only, only, after, only after the year was shit. Like, the year was oh, pretty yeah, deep. Yeah, guys... The year was pretty, they're, they're pretty deep before they ended up. Like, Towards the end of the season, you're right though. Towards the end of the season, they were they were putting teams on the ice that wouldn't qualify to play a preseason game because there weren't enough veterans. Like oh. it was insane how they were trying to tank. And those assholes still won enough games to end up just getting their ass kicked in the lottery. <laughs> dude, the lottery dropping is to three. A, I think the, the lottery, lottery is really such big. a fickle beast, dude. I don't uh, yeah, you're telling it. me. You think I don't know that? Yeah, I mean, I lucked out. It's fine. Everybody's okay. I got to watch the goddamn Blackhawks draft another generational talent after being a goddamn dynasty for the last 10, 15 years. So, yeah, I I understand. I do have have a question. I do have a question for you. And our listeners, I have a question for you as well. I would love it if you guys would send us an email and uh, answer this and give me your thoughts. Do we hate the Penguins now that they have Dubas? I, I think we the hated Penguins them. for forever. Yeah, I think we hated them already, but I think now no, that, that was we like just get to watch extra, them collapse. Is there a little extra? Oh, you, that was for the listeners. I'm sorry for ruining that. Well, <laughs> listeners, guess what? We hate the Penguins. Kyle Dubas and, is just another fly on the mountain of shit that is Pittsburgh. All right? So I... I hate them. With some fries on top, buddy. That's that right. For Spezza, too? Is that a Spezza Sens legend as well? Or? Sens legend, Jason Spezza. Like, dude, I like I said, I have three Spezza jerseys. Give us but, a laugh. Somebody give but, us a Spezza laugh. But, <laughs> but, like, all in all, dude, is he's not a Sen anymore. So, he, like, he's with other teams. Like, let's let's be honest. If... If the you know the Penguins and the Maple Leafs are in the are, are playing in the conference finals, I'm gonna root for the Penguins probably because of Spezza, and that's like the worst of two evils. But like, I'm gonna take almost any other team over him. He doesn't tilt the scales for me. That doesn't make is, any sense. Is Dubas, but is Dubas the most punchable GM in the league? He's up there. By far. yeah, he's, he's he's up there. Yeah, he's, yeah, by far. I don't think there's anybody close. He's the anti Danny Briere, who is now the most huggable GM in the league. He reminds me of the because he's coach. the size of a teddy bear. 
He's Reminds very tiny. Coach of the Dolphins, the NFL team. Who's that? What's that coach? Uh, uh, Mike uh, McDaniel. Yeah, yeah, that guy's punchable too. Yeah, he he's <laughs> got he's got like our age group. Like I don't give a fuck attitude, and I hate it. <laughs> I, I, I know you. Th- I know that's funny, but I I can't tell you how many texts I got one Thursday night football when my end was playing. Because you, you look, look like him. Like, <laughs> you look like him. I, didn't and I just. I just got done telling my wife that guy is one weird looking motherfucker. She was like, yeah, yeah, he is. That's hilarious. And I swear to God, I got three texts that night. One immediately after I said that saying you look just like him. So for all listeners, uh, I know that's a good podcast. We'll talk about what you look like when nobody can see you, but uh, you that on the bit. bench when you play too, or what? Yeah, he, he did. <laughs> Actually, back back when we played at Miami, they didn't have vapes yet, so he was just ripping cigs on the bench. Oh, he was the going analog. Yeah. Just, he was going just analog. Just analog. <laughs> ripping darts. Ripping heaters. To the old yeah, we, we had some fun back then. I think uh, didn't one season after every win we had, we drank a bottle of like champagne for each person yeah. on the team. So Andre, how many bottles did you have? Not enough. Yeah, so, yeah, I think I had. I think I had one bottle of Andre all season long. We actually were. We were pretty bad. We were terrible. We were in. At least it wasn't Cooks. No. Yeah. <laughs> I miss playing for that team. Like I still play, and I don't think I've ever had as much fun as I play. I guess duh, but I've never had as much fun as when we played in college, and we just like play like shitheads, and we'd be fucking terrible, and then we'd just go back to the house and just get trashed on. Six dollar bottles of champagne. It was the best. Also, I mean, we haven't had your beer league update in a while. Let's let's while we're on the topic, we might as well dive into it a little oh, bit. Oh, uh, so I had three games in three days, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Sunday was a big win. I got a new stick, scored my first goal ever of ever with that stick. I was gonna say retire, ever, you're the points I'm the league, I'm not the points leader, I'm the league leader. In that I guide the league through he all. Is the, he's the league pope. That's right. He's I, the league the spiritual pope. leader. Yeah. yeah. In, the, yeah, in the Vatican City, that is Ice Line. I am the leader. All right. <laughs> and then the next two games, we got absolutely, we got our shit kicked in and our dick smashed. Uh, Monday might be the worst game I've played in a, in a long time. And then. Boys are plus minus. I was actually e- I was actually even. We lost six to one, but I was not on the ice for a single goal, which is amazing. Hmm. Somehow, but uh, not on the ice. I would say, no, I played, I played even amount of shifts, but I, I like doing what I did. He's doing what I did, just filling water bottles, handing by the squirt, squirt, opening the door. The guys on the I couldn't, I couldn't get a handle (laughs) on the puck. The team we played, I, I, the worst guy on their team was the best guy on our team. So, like, not him for opening the door too slow. Yeah, they kicked the (laughs) shit out of us. And then Tuesday was a little bit better. I had a few shots, but no, no goals. And we lost four to two. So that's my uh my men's league update. It's a close game though. Goaltending sounds like it was on par on that. Our goaltending was was great. We should have lost like eight to two on Tuesday. Oh, sounds wow. like you're trying real hard. I um, I really appreciate that out of you, Matt. I I give it my all, man. I might not have skills, but I got uh I I've been seeing nutritionists, so I have a lot more energy. Also, new um, video to be posted on the Instagram for our listeners. Watch what, one my of diet plan. Goals. Oh God, no! Please do not. <laughs> We absolutely you have to send us something. an email and request it. And so then somebody, it. so there's we'll a put, oh. we'll post it on on Josh's OnlyFans. You're gonna make you're gonna make it sound like I I like went on and got it, but for everybody, there's he an really app. stole the puck off his teammate's stick, 
skated end to end and buried there, it. There's a there's an app called Live Barn that my one rink uses, and you can like pay money to watch games for some reason. I guess it's for yeah. more for like dads and kids. So Dude, some- it's it's a whole thing. Like I think it started originally so that like there was like video of like anything that would happen in the room. So you could use it. You could use it as evidence for police. Investigations. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like not for hockey particularly, you know yeah, what I mean? Parents yelling at their F dumping yeah. coffee on the ice. <laughs> Fucking put my kid out there. You piece of shit coach. Something like so that. Somebody, somebody, on our team has it. He says for his kids, I think he has it just so he can go back and watch himself play with his pants down. But I, he, uh, he went through and he like took clips of all like the quote unquote highlights from our game. And one of them was me going a breakaway scoring. And it was, I, I did not realize how fucking bad I look. Cause on the ice, I feel like I'm flying. I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not so bad. And I watched myself play. I, I look worse than me going to like before my games, watching like the seven and unders play. Oh my God. This, this guy grabbing video sounds a lot like you. No, you gotta, I swear to God. I swear well, to God, it was not me. You got to stretch the stride out more from looking back. Stretch the I, stride out more. Buddy, my, my groin and hamstrings are so tight that uh, you could, like, to, like string a guitar with them. It's just they're they're not loose. I'm just too old. Walk <laughs> on your legs. Just have your kid walk on your legs. You have a child. Have your kid walk on your legs. He he tries just to, Just like, like a massage. Yeah, he tries to hurt me. I do need to start going to the old... uh. Deshaun Watson massage parlor and maybe getting work, getting some work done. But hey, man, I don't care if I suck. I still like playing. I just don't ever want to watch me play again. You can see yeah, out there. Well, I'm getting a little feisty. Get I'm a little feisty. He's, he's always feisty. Ooh. I can see him like the goalie making a glove save and him like tapping the back of the glove to pop the puck out and smack it in the net. Oh, yeah. That's just blowing the whistle. You piece of shit. I blew the whistle. It's over. It's over. I've run a few goalies in my time, but that's not on purpose. It's just because I can't stop. I'm like Luis Mendoza of uh, oh, you stole my quote, Mighty yeah. Ducks. You stole my quote in the group chat, you fuck. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Another one of the other videos he sent us that I sent these guys is a girl on my team was skating in, like crashing the net, and just didn't stop and got like clotheslined by the crossbar. Dude, I <laughs> felt bad. I honestly felt bad. She gets up, and I'm like wow like that was that was not ideal she got wrecked that was hilarious we were all laughing at her on the bench it was fun um i hope none of your teammates listen to the pod dude i no, they don't. <laughs> none of them know i do it i don't really know i so it's i got sort of placed on that team since i signed up late i don't really know a ton of people on it but they are listening i mean it was funny what are you gonna say it wasn't funny <laughs> funny is funny literally yeah. just broke this girl's heart man Literally, like the crossbar, like I think gave her the old Matt Kachuk uh, crack sternum. Oh, geez, that's actually hilarious, though. Yeah, it was pretty. <laughs> she's good. in her hospital bed right now, listening to this she, podcast. She's, she's laughing, and every time she laughs, she coughs because it hurts so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I do that because I'm fat. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Oh shit! I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna make a, a prediction here. Just, we, we're going back to the offer sheets. I'm thinking, and I don't know if Columbus even has the the resources or the assets to make this offer. They got a big uh, big RFA this year. Would fit right in with Mike Babcock. What do you think about Trevor Zegers playing for Mike Babcock? Dude, oh, that would cost that, way too much. Yeah, I, know. I don't know if they have the room, man. Anaheim's in the bottom of the league with cap space right now. Before Provorov, that was an actual conversation that was going on. Like, 
uh, that that was like that was an actual rumor out there was that that he was a target. But with Provorov coming on, I'd, they'd have to dump quite a bit to get him there. And then, yeah, does Babcock work with Zegers? What's his? Price? I don't think so. You imagine Mike Babcock, Trevor Zegers is practicing, oh. practicing doing the Michigan behind the net. But and he's like, no, dude, I do, like I do this in games. And then Mike Babcock was like, not anymore. Well, fuck like, you, do none of that. Yeah. <laughs> what What do you think Zegers's price is? Uh, a lot. Yeah, I mean, nine. You think you're nine giving him million? nine? Nine I don't know. million? Yeah, dude, he's playing center, he's bro. Sixty-five points. Oh man, nine oh. million though. He's twenty. He's only gonna be twenty-two, dude. Yeah, I think that that's what it's going to take to keep him. Maybe, maybe let's put it this way: he's nine. He's nine on the open market. He's nine on the open market. Open market, though. Yeah, he's nine on the open market. I think they can probably get him for somewhere between like really high sevens, almost eight, and like eight five. I mean, that's fair. I mean, he's in LA. You want to play in LA? I think that's a destination for players. Like, I don't know, man. Just to be in the in California in the sun, like hear me out, hear me out here. Some, uh, maybe like, you know, Boone Jenner picks him up in his, in his, uh, his Maserati takes him out to the arena district down there in Columbus. They, uh, beautiful Wendy's down there. Was, yeah, he gets was, a little, uh, sky, gets a little skyline chili, gets a, gets a, gets a three way or whatever they're called. Um, I don't know that what else. Means, what, that definitely means something. And I'm not sure it's what you, you're implying. <laughs> what what else do they have in Columbus that I'm forgetting what, about? You got to Was Quentin Byfield the same year as he was Tim Stutzel and Alexi Lafreniere? Yeah, but was that the same year Zegers was drafted? Oh, I don't know. Because Zegers was nine overall. Well, there's a way you can look that up. Did you know he's? I didn't realize Zegers was American. I thought he was Canadian for some reason. No, he's American. Team USA. He's from Bedford, New York. But no, yeah. So it was Jack Hughes, Capo Caco, Kirby Doc that year was uh, Trevor Zegers at nine. Yeah. Okay. Well, like Zegers shows up in Columbus, they show him that shiny logo, that jersey, that Blue Jackets jersey that leads the league, number one jersey in the league. The one with the yeah. bug. The one with the bug on it. Yeah, the bug jersey. <laughs> you get see- it. You show. You show him that bug jersey. You show him that jersey with a star with a flag wrapped around it, buddy. He's not getting back on the plane. No. Season tickets to the old uh, Buckeyes. And the horseshoe. Is they still play at the horseshoe? Yeah. They still play at the horseshoe. Get him uh get him seats in the uh in the uh what's the 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 basket company that Dustin's mom owned? That box Longa Burger. The Longa Burger box. Oh, you show him you show him the basket building. Oh hell yeah, dude. That dude is setting up shop. He's living in that thing. I mean, I got. I think. I think we got to fill these guys in. So my our one of our friends, his his parents own the Longa Burger Basket Company, which is like a huge industry out there in Ohio. Their building, get my this, shaped like a goddamn basket. My mom loves Longa Burger. Man. I'd love to say that I'm surprised, but I'm I'm kind of not. It's an architectural goddamn miracle how this building is shaped like a basket. It's phenomenal. I bet you Sensi's corporate building is shaped like a goddamn light bulb thing holder. I wish every building, every corporate headquarters was shaped like their most selling product. That would <laughs> actually be pretty cool. <laughs> I worked traffic, at a, I, traffic I worked, cone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Trojan. <laughs> Trojan would be amazing. 
Now with Budweiser your Trojan giant beer can. If you were Trojan, would it be a, a wrapped up condom or would it be a fully extended condom? And if so, empty or full? Well, I mean, I, I think used we're all going to be that it would all be glass. I'm not saying used or I'm not saying used or unused. I'm saying unwrapped or in use. I'm not saying post use. condom. I think you have to have it unwrapped because uh, you can have a hole in it to get into the building. Right. Oh, that's that's the exact opposite of what you want to advertise, though. <laughs> It's fair. Don't want holes in those. No, not but at all. Everybody can get yeah. in. You just can't yeah. You have to have it unwrapped. No, I think it. Has <laughs> no, that's to... true. Not yeah. yeah. That's a good point. He says. Don't get every... out. You can get in, yeah. but you can't get out. Yeah. I the like world's that. scary. So then everybody dies in the building. I love it. Yep. They're not allowed to leave. <laughs> yeah. Oh Jesus! It's like cutting off Condom the circulation. California. Cutting off the circulation. We got to. Oh Jesus! All right. <laughs> this is getting a little too dark for me. <laughs> Unrealistic uh, for you? Is that what you're getting at? Wow, Jesus. I have a child. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. Unrealistic for sure. Cause I, you know, um, but no, I, I, to kind of put a nice, nice bow on it here, I think Columbus has a pretty good future. And, and with, I would think it's going to happen quicker than most people probably would expect. I think within the next two years, they'll be back at least competing for the Metro. Um, because I mean, what? Who is really there in the metro? That's going to be the powerhouse for years to come. Carolina. Are they in the metro? I thought they were in the other one. Sorry. All right. Uh, so yeah, I guess in New Jersey. So never mind. New Jersey. Yeah. Columbus is boned. Columbus is Look, a tough spot. That, that's a that's a tough division. The Devils. That's what I just said. Penguins. They're going to be a good regular season team. Um, Islanders, I don't know what's happening with them. Islanders are going to suck. I'm not even worried about them. There's so much happening or about to happen in New York, specifically the Islanders, that it's like a lot. There's going to be a lot, a lot of movement coming out of the island. We'll talk yeah, about well, that another time. Yeah, I, I don't I, see I it. I feel we should cover every team in depth this offseason. So next episode, maybe we'll do the Rangers. Yeah. Yeah, we can get a Rangers guy on. We can get a i know a few other fans of hockey so we'll definitely get that going but um should we do the answer to the trivia question yeah, yeah. you guys have you guys never guessed yet so can i was gonna say ken dryden no not even this is way before that time okay i was gonna say well, he was a gm and a coach right i believe so and i, I think so. well i guess never mind well maybe i don't know so it was way before Ken Dryden because he played a long time ago. All right, let me th- keep yeah, going. This is before Dryden. Was what about it? You? All right, go ahead. Oh man, I have really bad guesses. Gordy Howe. <laughs> Gordy Howe. No, not Gordy. <laughs> not Gordy. Ryko, you know the answer. So I yeah, yeah, we did this before. Yeah. Was it Lester Patrick? There's an award named after this guy. Dude, no oh, shit, Matt. Okay. Matt, that was that was like crazily close. You know what I mean? Oh, because there's an award. Uh, was it? Yeah. Jack Adams. There you go. It was Jack uh, Adams. Jack Adams. He won the cup as a player with Toronto in 1918 and Ottawa 27. Then he won the uh, cup as a GM and head coach of Detroit in 36, 37, and 43. And then he won as just a GM with Detroit in 50, 52, 54, and 55. They had a little bit of a dynasty. God damn. Yeah, it's I like that Gordy, a word named after you. That's yeah. that Gordy Howe guy that you were talking about. Yeah, that was literally Gordy. 
Good also, for Jack. Slap Shots on Netflix, everyone. If you didn't know, give it a watch. It's just a great mm. film. I love rewatching that movie. I'm a big fan of that movie. You're not? I am a big oh. fan. That's well, one yeah. of the so my opinion outside of like maybe the Mighty Ducks and Slapshot and probably Youngblood. Uh hockey movies tend to not be as good as they should be. Miracle. In, fa- in fairness, Miracle. Yeah, Miracle. Mystery Alaska. And as much as I love Youngblood, it's kind of like it's a shitty movie. I'm <laughs> yeah. Youngblood's so good. Don't even don't, the, no, Youngblood you know what the, so the thing good. the thing that pisses me off is somebody that knows the hockey. Remember like Youngblood scores the game winning goal at the end, and like there's this big dramatic thing about where the puck lands, like it fucking mattered. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then him and Racky have a have like a sword fight at center ice. That was cool. That was a good I think I get I heard that that Racky guy quit playing hockey after that. Oh yeah, he should have. He it was embarrassing. I no, I heard he was like an actual decent hockey player, and then he just kind of gave up after the film. I think there's a story on that. Well, Keanu Reeves was also in it, and that was pretty cool. So P Swayze? Come on, dude. Well, yeah. Love some P Swayze. Yeah. But all right, I think that dials it in, everyone. Uh, anyone have anything they want to add? Uh, I want to add something, and I don't know if, if my buddy here knows, but do you know where Miami finished last year in the uh, CCHA standings? Do not. Well, my prediction this year is they're going to – oh, Jesus Christ. So overall last year they were 8-24-4. and four. Great, great program. So, so, so never mind. <laughs> on the rise. Hey, 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 hey. They're on the rise, buddy. There's, there's nowhere to go but up. They sure are on the rise. I was like, yeah, you, you can't really get lower. No, they, 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 I, they found out Bedard was coming to town. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you mind if I rattle off my, to close out the Blue Jackets episode here, rattle off my top seven Blue Dude. Jackets players all time? Oh, yeah. I meant to ask oh, you ready for this. Yeah. No, Matt asked me to prepare this, and I, I this is just off the top of my head. So you're, you're getting you're getting everything. I'll start. I'll start seven, and there was a tie for seven, by the way. Sergey Bobrovsky had to give him a shout out. Nathan Horton. Ah, oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nathan, Nasty Nate. That's he good. had he had a good like six six game run with those jackets uh, after they signed him as a big UFA. I Probably say. actually honestly got up there with like one of the top two top three UFA jackets I've ever pulled. Wasn't that uh, like a seven million dollar contract or something like that at the time? That's crazy. I say I, he had a good six game run. I was going to ask. What, did he only play six games with the Blue Jackets? Because that's like the story yeah. of that dude's career. Yeah, and then it, then he got injured. It was LTIR, yeah. and then got shipped out uh, when they were trying to get rid of the contract. The, the Jackets for they, they forgot or they just, just neglected to insure his contract, <laughs> so they they had to they had to ship him out to, to a team that could afford it. Like he ended up in Toronto. Uh, number six, Nathan Gerby. Oh five, yeah, five foot four ended ended up just uh, he. I think workhorse legs never stopped moving, but I think the thing I love most about him was in the playoffs, the second round playoffs after that Tampa sweep, they were playing Boston and the pictures that came out of him standing right next to Chara to kick things <laughs> oh, off yeah, was just like that, one of the best artifacts like, to ever come out of an NHL game. In my opinion. It's like that picture of Muggsy Bogues standing next to Manute Bull back in like the eighties from the, the Sixers. Yeah, exactly. I, I just remember Nathan yeah. Gerby played. He was he did not play like he was five four. I think. No. I remember. I don't remember if this was like during a game, but him and Tyler Myers 
I think he destroyed Tyler Myers one game. And Tyler Myers is like yeah. six foot eight. And he plays like he plays like he's five foot four. He's a bulldog. He yeah. It's absolutely yeah, wild. Number five, Jake Voracek, two time blue jacket. Uh, I got uh, a yep. soft spot. I got yep. my Jake Jake Voracek Chia Pet over here that I have never opened. So <laughs> I I did not like him uh first first run through Columbus. I thought that he had this attitude sucked team cancer. I completely changed my tune. I was so wrong. He came back to the Jackets, and I could not have been uh, more pleased with him. Uh, now he is—I uh, think he's a line mate with Chris Pronger. Uh, oh, Coyotes, Coyotes, oh, yeah. LTIR. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. team. Yeah, Datsuk, <laughs> Datsuk centering Jake Voracek and Chris Pronger playing the back end. Yeah, and Marion Hose and Marion Hose is on the Marian left Hose, wing. Yeah, the other Ooh, rafters, yeah. man. Arizona's got to find a barn because they got to put some jerseys in those rafters. That would be hilarious, <laughs> dude. Uh, number four, the bread man, Artemi Panarin, uh, just. Uh, I, I think he was one of the big reasons why that Tampa sweep uh, actually went down. Like, what a pickup by the Jackets. They traded Brandon Sod and they brought back Artemi Panarin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just a hell of a move. That was a big trade. Like, <laughs> Sod, yeah, that was a big deal. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Sod never stuck with the Jackets. Could not make it happen. Uh, Artemi leaving the Jackets was one of the saddest days of my life. To be perfectly He's a honest, beast, yeah. dude. He's an absolute beast. Yeah. Yeah, leaving was was rough. Uh, number three, Derek McKenzie, one of like my Derek all-time McKenzie. favorite Jack players. Yeah, he just workhorse, uh, kicked ass. I think he ended up uh, after he got traded to the Panthers or after he left to the Panthers. Uh, I don't think the Jackets just just didn't pick him up. Uh, ended up with captain. I think he was captain of the team for a few years. I think uh, so. Uh, did a, a huge loss on the Jackets front. Number two, Vinny Prospel. Oh, Vinny uh, Prosper oh, Prosper played for like every team in the Eastern Conference. That's a name I haven't heard for a long time. So he yeah. had he had the point. Uh, I don't know if you guys it was it was it was big in Columbus, but uh, I forget what year it was. He was like I don't know. He was pushing forty. Uh, up three zero on the Red Wings when the Jackets were in the Western Conference uh, Central. Uh, the the Red Wings just just manhandled the Jackets game after game. Down three or the Jackets are up three zero, waning minutes of a, of a third. I think it was just a regular season game, like middle of the season, didn't mean shit. And Vinny Prosper was uh, he was chatting with somebody, and just took his glove off, pointed up to the scoreboard. The refs came over, tried to haul his arm down. <laughs> he got a That's amazing. He got a, a ten minute misconduct. Uh, he was out of there, but it was just like uh, that's just a hell of a Vinny Prosper moment. Uh, that's and, amazing. And, uh, check out the video if you get a chance. It's it's worth watching. Uh, number Good one, all-time favorite Blue Jacket, uh, led to the happiest moment of my life as a Blue Jackets fan. Steve Mason, when hey. he got traded, to the, <laughs> when he got traded to the Flyers, I was ecstatic. Could not believe we got rid of Steve Mason. It was incredible knowing how my friend Matt. Uh, felt about that at the time gave me a little extra uh, bit of joy, uh, and then Sergey Bobrovsky came back in that trade. I mean, that's just an all timer, Steve Mason. Thank yep. you for your service. Really yep. appreciate uh, how you made me feel. Well, okay, well, thank you for your time, Vesnik. You yeah. left off Nash. A little upsetting. Uh, you know, Nash is he's he, he's been so he's in the front office now. I mean, it sounds like he probably had quite a big piece in bringing Babcock in. Which was interesting to me. Uh, well, I guess that I, makes I don't sense. know how I feel about that. 
Because didn't was Babcock the coach of Team Canada when they yeah. beat the yep. Team USA in Vancouver? Wasn't yep. Nash on that exactly. team? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But you also left out Scott Hartnell, one of the mm. best of all time as well. You're absolutely right. That's a huge miss. I will mention for sure. How about by the time he got to the Blue Jackets? <laughs> if, you're, if you're just going to name sixty. Points one year. If you're just gonna name all the all the ex flyers, why don't you just say you love Jeff Carter on the, the blue jacket? <laughs> yeah, Jeff Carter. Oh shit, how did I miss Jeff Carter? Oh, he's oh. only he's six months as the blue jacket. And that, uh, that brought in Jack Johnson, which uh was almost on my list. He 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 just didn't crack top seven. Yeah. Jack Johnson was good, and then like his parents like Stole bankrupted all his money, him. Yeah. And then, Columbus, he yeah. then he wasn't good anymore. Yeah, I will say you left off a couple guys. I'm surprised by too. No Fedor Tutin. Oh, the Tutin. He, he's still around. He's uh, he helped all the Russian guys that come into the draft yeah, organization. Okay. They send him right to Fedor. He's he's down the street apparently, and then gets everybody integrated. He was a That's solid amazing. player. Like him, um, dude. Was correct me if I'm wrong. Was Matt Calvert the captain for a while? He didn't wear the C, but he damn damn well should have. I think he had an A. Okay, I thought he was a lettered guy, but yeah, I remember Matt Calvert for a hot minute. Yeah, yeah, he uh, he had the game where he got his eye split open, uh, just just bleeding all over the damn place. Came back with basically one eye, scored a game winner, uh, breakaway. Uh, yeah, he's a sword guy, and he fought Rick Nash. Uh, uh, the first, Rick Nash's first day or first game back in Columbus after he he requested a trade out. Uh, legend for that. Yeah, I always that's amazing. I didn't know that. With with teams like the Blue Jackets, I always like looking at like their first their inaugural rosters. Like, I guess from now on it won't be as as fun with like Vegas drafting like a goddamn All Star team their first year. But like you look at like Columbus's point leader in their first season. Do you know who it was off the top of your head? I don't know. There's my trivia question. It was Jeff Sanderson. With a G. Jeff yes, with a G. Yeah. 56 his son, points. His son's a son's legend. Oh, yeah? Yeah, his son is Jake Sanderson. Oh, I didn't know that. And then second place in points that year, Espen Knutson. Mm, the Nutsi. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> then, then there's David Vaborny right there at number four. I remember oh, David yeah, Sorry I left him off. You know, oh, Ray Whitney down there. Thinking about Ray Whitney, what a stud dub guy, Spokane Chiefs. Watched him growing <laughs> up. Anyways, um, I mean, I'm surprised. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if Columbus went after Yager this year, too. He needs an NHL contract. <laughs> He's still producing at the pro level. They need a some veterans. A <laughs> lot of college girls down there in Columbus for him. Wasn't well, he at one of the Stanley Cup games with a girl, too? Did I don't it? know, probably. Are there casinos in Columbus? He likes those. Oh, yeah. so. There are. There are a Perfect. couple. The yep, Riverboat Casino is down there, right? There, oh, in, dude. Oh, Cincy, he's, I think. he's in yeah. heaven. Oh, yeah, he'd love it. He'd, he could, he'd be the king. He'd be the king of Columbus for sure. I think Yager, I think Yager and Babcock would get along, too. I think that the same age. age. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, I think they, that would just be a match made in heaven there. Yager to Columbus. We should start a petition. I'll It'll say one, me. one more guy that I can't believe you didn't name would be Jody Shelley. Oh Jody man, Shelley, he, yeah. he, he and Matt Bull were almost going to be my number seven. <laughs> how, how did Nash not make your top seven though? 
You know, Nasher just I, the way he requested his trade out. I think I didn't really love retiring the jersey either. I don't know. I'm not a huge Nash guy. Um, oh, I, yeah. I started really watching in '09. Maybe I just kind of missed some of the the magical years. But um, his shorthanded yeah, goal, his shorthanded goal against the Coyotes, is one of the greatest goals I've ever seen. Like it is unbelievable. If you haven't seen it, Google Rick or YouTube Rick Nash penalty kill goal or shorthanded goal against the coyotes i have no idea what year it is but he basically goes to the entire team like they're a high school team from the I, west coast i remember was, it on versus? was that on versus too it probably was dude. yeah <laughs> it was probably no shit it probably was 2007 like but also i, I mean right. isn't everybody's sick goal against the coyotes Mm, Ovechkin, yeah, yeah. We can probably think, get on the list. I think Jonathan Taves had a very similar goal like that against the Coyotes too, if I remember correctly. Like <laughs> sk- skating through four guys. Yeah, I think McDavid's the only one to not have like an unreal goal against the Coyotes. Well, it dude, it, it's hard. It's hard to get an unreal goal from McDavid when they're all unreal, and you just like expect it. Yeah, but I mean, also it's the Coyotes. Yeah. It's not like he has to skate through people. He just has to turn around them. Where is he playing twice a year? How long has he been in the league? Four Six times, years. Right? Isn't it four is, times a year? Because they're, they're in Pacific, right? Or no, they're oh, in, you're right. Yeah, it's the West, so it's four. There you go. 24 yeah. attempts around there. Anyways. We'll get there. I think today was uh, a good day, everyone. Thanks for – is that it? I think we wrapped it up, yeah? Yeah, I think we, we, we had a pretty solid uh, hour and little, 15. little powwow. Yeah, no, Nick, thank you for joining us. It's always yeah, dude, good. appreciate you having you on. Yeah, we thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule because I can't do it usually. So <laughs> I appreciate it. A lot of fun. Yeah, um, but you know, tune in next time. I'm sure we'll make it a regular thing now where we actually do shows instead of skipping probably the most uh, hot time of the season in the playoffs and not do- and doing like one postseason show, but. I appreciate uh, everybody ch- tuning in for this one. Sorry, it's a busy time. You guys are drinking a lot of beer right now, so thanks. That's very true. <laughs> so I'm a little busy. All right, thanks, everyone. Have a good one, and don't forget to email us some questions. Yes, email us at hockeynightinthejungle at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Hockey Night in the Jungle. Follow us on Facebook, Hockey Night in the Jungle. And also, tip your waiters and your waitresses and be kind. Like, follow, and subscribe. Amen. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you. All right, guys. I actually got to bounce because my...